All right, let's get into this. So my wife and I figured the best way to actually um, explain today's teaching is by actually demonstrating by me taking on the apostolic concept and understanding and her teaching on the prophetic side. It is understood that the apostolic ministry has been misunderstood. People think that apostles are, that's like the highest rank. When ap- to be an apostle is more a function than a title. The apostolic requires you to move a certain way and do a certain thing and move in areas. See, apostolic is not just in church. The apostolic is also out there in the market. It's, it's, it's out there in, in the general sense of how are you impacting more than just the people around you? What decision you're making that causes it to be global, national. So when we talk about the, uh, the, the whole concept of the apostolic, I know the first thing that comes to mind is the 411. Ephesians 411. There we find that there's, there's, a, there's talk of these gifts that Christ gave to the church. And the first one on there is the apostle, then the prophet, then the evangelist, then the pastor, and then the teacher. And each one of those roles or one of those, each one of those assignments is based on the function that has been granted. The thing about the apostolic and the prophetic, it didn't start in the New Testament. It didn't start with Paul or Paul's writings. From the Garden of Eden, there was an apostolic prophetic establishment. For Adam was moving apostolically. His apostolic calling was part of the maintenance, the overseeing, and the stewardship of the garden. And then here comes the prophet. The prophet who comes out a section of where the breath of God enters in. The rib protects that area on purpose because there's an area of breath and life that needs to be protected. The apostolic is then seen even later on when we see Moses moving the way he did. But if you pay attention to Moses' story in Exodus, you find something interesting that he still was not doing it by himself. Apostolically, he got the, the, the breakdown and the downloads, but he needed a voice for every apostolic movement requires a prophet. And in this case, it was Aaron who moved as the voice of God through Moses, right? He spoke. So Moses and Aaron, his older brother, moved together. But it didn't stop there. Because then God continues to show the power of two, apostolic and prophetic. Remember, what did he say? Go what? Two by two. So when he sends out, it's because those two elements cause a shaking. When we talk about being born again, anybody here born again? Wow. Let me say say it again. Anyone here born again? Praise God. That is being born of the water and the spirit, according to John chapter 3. We find the dialogue that Jesus had with Nicodemus was to let him know how we must be born again. Born again, the water and the spirit is simply saying born again by the apostolic and the prophetic influence. How do I know that? Because Ephesians chapter 2 verse 20 Let's us know that the foundation, write, that, write these down, don't, the, Ephesians 2.20, the foundation of the church is built on the apostolic and the prophetic. And that the cornerstone is Jesus the Christ. So there's something about this apostolic prophetic combination that does more than just affect locally. It does something and it mushrooms. Now, to open up in the area of the prophetic and give you a little little synopsis of how the prophetic works, because the prophetic is very complicated. There are different levels of prophecy. There are different types of prophets. There are those that see and there are those that hear. 
there are those that feel because every prophet masters one of the five senses. You're not hearing me. So prophetically, God will enhance an area that they communicate in. There are prophets who move in smell. They'll smell that you're dirty and you have all the perfume in the world because they've been given an anointing. Now, the thing about the modern day prophet, and this is what she's going to talk about now, and the prophets of old, there's a difference. And so we need to pay attention. So when someone says they are a prophet of the Lord and they're coming in front of you to give a word... You got to make sure that this here is part of the criteria. So he's made me stand here this whole time. While he elaborated and gave his introduction, you're going to stay right here. I'll stand here okay, with you. Good. I'll just look to see who's paying attention. Scan. So one of the things that the prophetic carries is the understanding of identity. A prophet within its nature needs to understand that there is a constant molding in their spirit in order for them to be utilized as a prophetic voice. You cannot, I repeat, you cannot believe that you have it all put together within your spirit if you are going to be available to be his voice. Because if I tell you, hey, I need a judge to represent me, or if I ask you, I need a nurse because there's someone that got an injury, I'm not expecting for the nurse to be the judge and for the judge to be the nurse. I'm expecting that person to know their function and to operate under their function. Right. Now, there is a constant misunderstanding of the prophetic within a person's life. When we experience the prophetic in different people, we experience the gift manifested in different forms. So many of us believe that if the word prophetic is labeled in your title or your function by default, you move or operate under the gift manifestation of another prophet you encountered. And many of us, when you are not in that category, therefore, you are a less prophet because you're not moving how the other prophet that I encountered moved. Or you are a, a, a more seasoned prophet or you are a legit prophet because you actually are enhanced in other areas that I've never seen before. We all find that category for the prophetic. But as a prophet individual that you should understand as the body of Christ, you carry a prophetic voice. Amen. Even if you don't move under the gift of the prophetic, you carry a prophetic voice. What, am I mean? what, am I, what do I mean by this? That if the Lord needs to place you in a circle and use your voice to bring prophetic impartation and your, your spirit is seasoned enough to receive this, you will move prophetically. So you don't need anybody to come to you the day before and say, you are a prophet of the most high God. For you to then say, hey, this is what I feel the Lord is telling me to say. All right? So 1 Corinthians 14, 3 says, but one who prophesies strengthens others, encourages them, and comforts them. Verse 1 says, let love be your highest goal. So if we don't have love, when we're moving prophetically, just don't move prophetically, period. Your voice will not be heard. Your message will not be received, okay? Because within the time frame that we're living, we are living under the grace of God. And by the grace of God, we only hear love through our ears and our spirit. We don't hear words of judgment that come from a begrudgedly heart. Is it okay? Are you okay? Okay. So within the manifestation of the prophetic, you have all sorts. I'm going to share a little bit with you of my prophetic gift that is manifested in many different ways. And I am more than glad to be able to express it because I am learning so much to this day how the prophetic works in my life. I don't want to move prophetically by how someone else is using their gift, but they are an inspirational tool for my prophetic calling. Amen. Okay? So one of the people that inspired me tremendously within the walk of the prophetic was Pastor Andy Arguez. I was able to find in him 
such a beautiful touch of love and tenderness every time that he would prophetically move. That moved me very much because in my development as a prophet, I would see all sorts of prophets in the journey, but there was a distinction in his spirit that I truly felt connected to. And the same way along the journey, there's been many people, but I just wanted to give you guys an example because you guys know him and you know his spirit and how he does move prophetically. So one of the key things that we need to understand is that as a believer, we need to move in love. That's the first thing. But that comes with understanding what is our identity. How are we redeemed? How are our sins washed with the blood of Jesus? If you understand all these basics, by default, your spirit will jump and leap when you sense the spirit of love. So when you have to give a word or you have to say a declaration spiritually, it has to constantly come with the fundamental root of love. Even if it's, a, if it's a word of judgment, even if it's a word of warning, even, as, even if it's a word of a tomorrow event, whatever the case may be, needs to come from a place of love. Okay? Um, within the development of what the Lord is constantly showing the church today, um, many people, many ministries have dropped out to choose what are the gifts that they would like to be manifested in their ministries and what are the gifts that they say, no, this is no longer important. We don't get to choose because you don't choose something that already is. You don't have to come and edit something and put a cap or a period or a dot when something is already written. And within the apostolic and the prophetic ministry, it operates solely with its full manifestation with the El Ministerio Quintuple, the fivefold five ministry. ministry. With the apostolic and the prophetic, there comes a result that comes fully for the fivefold ministry. So the teachers, the evangelists, the pastors, the pastors and, and the apostle and prophet. And, and the apostle and prophet we move under the same understanding of where we're going. There is constant movement happening. When you go into a ministry or you go into a church and you cannot understand that there's certain things operating under the understanding of a movement of God, there's probably something that they're still trying to figure out. I'm not saying that they're not of God, but there's just still something that they're probably trying to figure out. I want to make a clarification. When you are operating under the will of God, it has nothing to do with numbers or quantities. So when God speaks to your spirit, he doesn't necessarily bring your mother, your father, your brother, your sister, your aunt, your nephew, your nieces, your everybody to then say, okay, let me now tell you what I need to tell you. He speaks to your spirit. He speaks to you alone. So there is no numbers that in that moment gives you the validity of the calling of God over your life. However, when you understand that there is a pull and there's a constant curtailing in your spirit of the prophetic, he places people in your life to help you develop that Amen. gift. Because a prophet that is not accountable to something or someone... Or someone can easily fall, easily fall into the spirit of witchcraft. witchcraft. Okay? You're, our mouth are so powerful. That's why I said that even if you're not called to be a prophet, you have a prophetic mouth. When we were here Thursday, Deacon Claudio, um, Deacon Bethany, um, Suli, right? We said, we are not going to pray for the Lord to allow them to come back from home from Israel. We're going to thank God that he already brought them here. So if I say a different type of prayer, I, that's what I'm believing that is going to be. So I'm going to sit here and say, well, Lord God, whenever you want to, can you please bring them? It would be nice of you. But if I understand that he has called us to use our wind from our lungs to speak something into existence, I can declare that that will be the case. Good. 
At the end of the day, it will be however he wants it to be. But it is necessary that your spirit understands who he is in you first. It is important that you know how to hear God's voice because you cannot speak into someone else's life if you don't know who's speaking to you first. So when you understand what it is God's voice within you, many people, we were talking about this the other day, right? Many people believe that God speaks to you in this mighty, strong, deep voice. And if you don't hear that, then God never spoke to you. Let me just bring you up to speed. In the year 2023 of the Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ in our life, God uses your voice to speak to you. Okay? And if you cannot hear him speaking to you within your own spirit, then you have to give him a little bit of a undivided attention time so that you're able to discern he literally gave me this instruction and he used my voice for me to hear me and hear his instruction within the development of the prophetic there's so many elements that come into par i have no shame in saying that i am uh 100 willing and open to continue learning in the prophetic I have so much hunger to learn about the prophetic. I have no need to rush into anything because I don't want nothing that is not meant to be for me yet. But within what I have, I have observed that God uses me prophetically in dreams. So I see things in my dreams. Through the dreams, the Lord gives me a lot of instructions that I could probably not identify and say, hey, this is the instruction of the Lord, but when I bring it to the apostolic, the apostolic says, this means this and this and this and this. Many times I wake up and I have received the full message of the dream within my spirit. Sometimes I have to ask the Lord, do I tell him immediately or do I wait and then communicate it with him? So within that development, I've been able to discern that and understand that the difficult dreams that I've had in many occasions, which Pastor Jen can identify with this, I have to put my humanity aside and calm myself down because they can be so deep and so profound that I wake up and I'm literally trembling or crying. Or because upset. I'm, or upset, literally. Because I am feeling what happened in the dream. And sometimes I have to stop and get into connection with the Lord. And then the Lord speaks to me and tells me what it meant. Now, I love that God does everything perfect. Amen? And there was something in me that wasn't developed, and developed until I married him. So I understand that God didn't allow my prophetic to be developed before, for whatever reason, I don't care, I'm good. He didn't allow that to be discovered or developed before until we connected because this was the purpose for that in my life. Within the understanding of the prophetic, you don't have to wait constantly to be in a certain moment, place, or time to understand how to operate your voice prophetically. Prophetically is a constant declaration of something that you perceive in your spirit that should be. And that you believe in faith, therefore you declare. So when Jen was not pregnant, we believed and we declared. Didn't we crazy prophetically have a baby come and just touch a womb and you were totally flat? There was nothing there. And didn't we take a baby as well and put it in her hands? Because prophetically you see. So when you can see something, you can claim it. But if you can't see nothing, you shouldn't start claiming things that you cannot see because you have to be very careful with what you say. So we proclaim, first of all, there was an agreement in her. I'm not going to, you know, want a baby for her. And she's like, no, no, I don't want no babies. So she wanted a baby. They wanted a baby. I'm so sorry. You know, you're special too. You're very special. Get used to it. We're props. They wanted a baby. So we saw it, right? Many of you were there. We saw it, so we believed it with them. We saw it. Today we see it. 
we see the manifestation, right? We saw a Wilda and Eldardina home. We see the manifestation. We saw God's healing over Danieli. We see the manifestation over Brenda's daughter. That it was like. Literally instant. That's God. And only God can do these things. But you need to know who you are within the prophetic in order for you to learn how to tap into it, connect with it, and also be the mouthpiece of God whenever he tells you to. There is moments that you don't have to say much. You just have to be in a place. I know in my spirit when someone is not going to receive what I'm going to say. So I just make it my business to show up. Because I know what I prayed for. And I know what God deposited in my spirit. And sometimes the ground is not open to receive the seed. But when you show up, the ground responds. So then you're able to deposit the seed good. and it doesn't go to waste. Very good. Very good. So, so God is already there. And the prophet is none other than someone who can tap into the algorithms of God. And because you tap into the algorithms of God, you're able to tap into future events because his, he has no future and past. So he's just there. That's why he, he can't give himself a name. He, the only thing he can say is I am. Because I am there and I'm here and I'm back there at the same time. So what we proclaim is because he already is here seeing you pregnant, right? He's here already. He's already with the baby. Born. Does that make sense? Yes. The healing that took place is only because he was already there. Right. We tap into the, everybody, I need you to catch this. We tap into the algorithms of God and we get to receive what already is for him. So when we start to move in the mind of God and when we start understanding moving in the mind of God, even prosperity and wealth comes based on us understanding that he already owns it and he's there. And he sees us with it. Look, think about how Jesus chose an event. And, and this is, the mo again, the most popular story. It's in all four Gospels on purpose. Why would Jesus prophetically choose a child? Let's go there first. Chooses a child and takes his lunch that was prepared for him. As a solution to a deficit of food. People came from afar to actually witness Jesus or listen to him teach. He said, they're not going to listen to me because they're hungry. <laughs> so let me take what was intended for a child to feed the multitudes. It was a prophetic enactment. What he did was he took what the message was going to be mm -hmm. and manifested it. Mm -hmm. And that's the prophetic manifested in the before, the today, and the tomorrow. That's correct. And in that manifestation, we have the elements of the manifestation. What's there? Fish and bread. What if the lunch was tomatoes and something else? Or it, something would have been. He was chosen because not just because he was a child, that was one of it, one of the reasons, but the other reason was because of what he carried. And here's the other one that's going to really blow your mind. It wasn't just what he carried, it was the amount he carried. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It was five bread and two fish. It was on purpose because God will use the amount of numbers in a situation to execute his plan. I'm not getting this. All right, all right. The five bread is the same five bread that was represented by the five stones that David was using or took up to take Goliath out. Okay. The five bread is the same five pillars that were at the pool of Bethesda. Are y'all hearing me? The number five has always been the hand of God. So it had to be five bread prophetically to cause there to be a feeding of the 5,000. 
not including the women and the children. You count them in there, we got a whole lot more people. But those numbers have to be there. Now, what about two? The number two is multiplication. So Jesus wanted to make sure that the message was in the miracle. Everybody say, the message in the miracle. There's a message in the miracle. People survive things because of stuff. People get taken away because of stuff. There's always a message in the situation. We've got to understand that and be satisfied with God's perfection. Because if I'm alive today, it's only because of his five bread. Oh, should I say grace? Or should I say the five stones? Or the five pillars? Whichever you prefer. One of those things, now think about it. Only one stone was going to be used to take out Goliath. And it didn't kill him, it just knocked him out. The number two is multiplication. Why? To fish. Because the message was about fishing people for Christ. The two fish is a multiplication of humanity, male and female. Five for two. Grace for humanity. Five bread, two fish. And if you put that all together, five plus two is what? Which is God's perfection. My perfection is found in my grace for humanity. I didn't get that. <laughs> my perfection is found in my grace for humanity. And the more he shows his grace, the more his plan is being perfected by the saints. And if you're a prophet, you can pick up on these numbers and these algorithms mm-hmm. that aren't intended to be understood by everybody. A prophet without love A prophet without love is a witch. Let me say it again. If you show no love and you move prophetically, you are moving in unauthorized power, which makes you a warlock or a witch Mm -hmm. because there's power there, but the power is not based on a conduit called love. It's power based on a conduit called anger and hate. Mm-hmm. and destruction and there's still power there but it's power brief it's not power eternal right and that love is the love that you need to discern in your spirit that is coming from the approval of this right here amen because you can have a witch be very loving with you physically they can demonstrate so much love to you. You know, the point is to convince you. And if the love that is being given is not structurally by this right here, that's why you need to know your identity in him first. So that you can then identify where it's coming from. What is the fountain that is coming right. from? Was it stagnant along the way? Are you giving me old news that I already knew or that was not supposed to be mine? Are you giving me something that is imparting over me and not removing from me? Are you adding to me moment that needs to take place in my life? Or are you just talking to me of what's supposed to happen in the future? Your identity in Christ needs to be refined in order to identify that. Benevolence doesn't necessarily lead to love. Right. But love will lead to benevolence. Let me say it again. You can give away everything. That is not going to lead to love, perfect love. But perfect love will make you leave everything. Yes. That's why in in Luke 18, Jesus encounters a young man and tells him, you know, he lets him know that If you want to follow me, leave everything and come follow me. But his love was limited to the things that were on earth. He said, oh, leave everything. uh, That's too much. Now you're asking for too much. And that love can only be given by God. Sometimes we try to produce that and we're disappointed. Or, Or we try to produce it realizing that in trying to produce it, we have expectations of the other person uh, showing us the same love and then our what disappointment is based on the fact that that person couldn't show it the way we showed it yeah you don't when it's true authentic love from god 
you don't expect anything in return. I mean, I expect at least show me some love. No. Expectation of love means that it's your love. Mm -hmm. But if it comes from the well of God, there is no expectation. You give and you'll always feel like you're receiving. Y'all didn't get that. Y'all didn't get that. Every time you give, you're going to feel like you're receiving because it's God's love flowing through you and you're feeling good. Oh, they didn't say, I love you back. Oh, I'm good. And so you're going you're gonna to speak of the fact that you said, I love you. That's your theme, not the fact that they said they didn't love you back. How many times did I say I love you to someone? That's my theme. Y'all didn't hear me. So now you're excited about being the one who's a carrier of love for others rather than being the one who's the recipient. Give me, it has to transition somewhere. It could start that way because... Those 5,000 were expected to receive. But eventually, you got to go from the 5,000 to the 12. You got to be able to get to the place of having a basket Mm -hmm. and saying, let me wait. Let me wait before I go in that basket and eat. (laughs) Let me wait. It smells good because you're going to get tempted along the way. Why? Because we want to satisfy here. Mm -hmm. And God is saying, I didn't call you. To satisfy you, I called you to satisfy others, and in the process, you get satisfied. You get satisfied. Yes. Your rejoicing is going to be in your giving. Yes. And God will say, because you can become a giver, I turn you into my bank. Correct. Now you are God's bank, not your bank. Mm-hmm. And so, what does a, what does a good bank always have? Reserves. <laughs> they will always have extra. Mm-hmm. A good bank always has enough. And so God starts to prepare you in that way. Now, apostolically and prophetically, what happens? And here's the theme for today. Acts chapter 16. Let's go there. This is the theme for today. And I'm going to show you the power of the connection. And we're going to demonstrate it too, by the way. So... I'm gonna, yes, we are. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> I know you didn't know. But you're going to help me here. Well, let's go to verse. Uh, let's go to verse. Yeah, let's go 16. Why not? Actually, no. I want to I wanna go right to it because if, if, it will take too long. Let's go to 25. There was an incident here. Paul and Silas got in trouble. They're in prison. All right? So let's just put it all. Let's get to 25. Yeah. Around midnight. Everybody say around midnight. Around midnight. Midnight is the last hour. Right. The darkest. It's that moment of, oh, my God, it's over. Around midnight, Paul and Silas. Now, I'm going to say Israel and Dalimar <laughs> for what we're going to do today. I am going to use case law right now. Amen. You don't understand what I'm, I'm, I'm about to use case law right now. Case law. You, definition. Using something in the past that has a result. Using that as an element for today. I'm not going to invent anything new. I'm not going to make up anything new. I'm going to do what this is saying to do to get the result it gets. Around midnight, Israel and Dalimar were praying and singing hymns to God. And the other prisoners were listening. Mm. (laughs) Suddenly there was a massive earthquake. And the prison was shaken to its foundations. The prison was shaken. It was shaken. All the doors immediately flew open. And the chains of every prisoner fell off. So not only did it shake. It caused a chain reaction, pun intended. There was a chain reaction. That would work with another crowd, I guess. And that chain reaction caused the chains to fall off. 
It didn't matter what crime you committed. If you were in the midst of an apostolic prophetic encounter, you were going to be a beneficiary of an event that would have been just for the two. Ah. Amen. So 26 says clearly that suddenly there was a massive earthquake that the prisoners were shaking to its foundations. That means there was nothing standing from what was. What existed needed to be shaking to its foundation. The foundation being whatever that foundation is that prevents you from walking a life with God. Right. From the core, mm -hmm. from what your default is. What is your default? Some of our defaults, when we're uncomfortable, we shut everybody out. Right now, I, don't, I pray that's not the case. Right now, some of you are hearing, because you're not hearing anything. Because something shook your foundation. Come on. And sometimes when, when the foundation is shaken, you're not trying to hear anything because you think it has to do with you. Mm -hmm. Even though it does have to do with you, mm -hmm. it's for everyone. God, didn't, God singles it out to us. Yeah. And later on, what you talking about? No, that's God. Because the earthquake took place and the yes, foundations Jesus. were shaken. <laughs> and the thing that you always go back to was shaken. Your default it's was shaken. Come on. And defaults are formed yes. by past events, Correct. by past pains, yes. hurts. Mm -hmm. That's where your default is. You think everything is always going to be the same because it happened before that way. No. I was treated that way before, so I'm going to be treated that way now again. And God is saying, I'm going to shake that to its foundations. And the chains, that's the part that really shocks me. That's the purpose. That's the, the chains, which really shouldn't have any effect based on the, the earthquake, right? Because the earthquake, just, it's only, this, it's only the, pro the property, but how in the world did the <laughs> chains come off? Who's hearing what I'm saying? So the miracle is not just in the earthquake. Correct. The miracle is that now you who should be in prison, you who deserve to be in prison, are now benefiting from the worship of other people yes. in another cell. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so we're worshiping, and because you're at earshot. Over there. And because you're in the premises. Man, you receive the benefits of, of our freedom. Yep. Why should I go to church? Well, that's why. Because <laughs> exactly. somebody's going to worship your shackles off. Come on. <laughs> somebody's going to pray your shackles off. Yes. Somebody's going to get so deep into worship, their worship Apostolic prophetic is going to cause your foundations to break down. And all of a sudden now you're moving. You, Jesus. And you're saying, well, why, why am I free? You're free because you came to church that day. Come on. Being at the right place at the right time. Yes. Look what it says. The jailer woke up to see the prison doors wide open. <laughs> He assumed the prisoners had escaped, so he drew his sword to kill himself. Why? Because uh -huh. it's, it's a wrap. I let, them, I let them go. They left under my watch. Mm -hmm. But Paul shouted to him, stop, because Paul already understood the system. Paul already understood the system. For those of us who, who, who try to stay away from understanding, he understood the Roman mentality. But he was sleeping in the middle of the earthquake. Yes. Why didn't he wake up when everything was shaking? He woke up after good. they had escaped. That, that had to be God. That's good. Impossible. That's good. Oh, you know why that's good? Because there are those who will be in slumber and will hurt themselves after a great ministry wow. or preaching. They wake up and think that it's over and God says, no, this is just, this is what right. I wanted to happen. This is what I wanted to happen. I wanted to make sure that even though you look like you're asleep, 
that you're going to get this message mm -hmm. regardless. I kept you in that state. Of slumber. A stupor spirit. Not a stupid spirit. A stupor spirit. The jailer called for the lights and ran to the dungeon and fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. Then he brought them out and asked, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? So the one slumbering ends up having a request. <laughs> Even though the others were being freed up, that one came with a request because he realized mm -hmm. that whatever took place at that moment saved his life. Yes. So there's a level of appreciation mm -hmm. that also needs to be seen. Because yeah. there's a point where we want to take ourselves out and God is saying no. I have bigger things for you and those around you. Oh, you're not hearing. Was God just thinking about that person who's going to take himself out? No. He was thinking of who? Let's find out. They believe, they, re, I, they, re, they replied, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved along with everyone in your household. And they shared the word of the Lord with him. And with all who lived in the household. So wait a second. That was the message. Here's the thing. <laughs> That's why we're going to do this right now. And, and I'm going to have to <clears throat> get my voice right. <laughs> See, here's the thing. That man had no idea about the word. It wasn't about the word wow. at this point. They were going to teach him about the word afterwards. Is that you need the word even after the spirit does what he does. The word solidifies. They had to let him know. They had to share the word of the Lord with the whole house. And everyone in that house was saved. And you know what's crazy? They were baptized too. For those, I, I usually use this when for those who, who say, don't I got to take a class to get baptized? They didn't take no class. The whole house. They didn't go six months uh, trying to do this study thing for six months to get baptized. On that day, they were baptized. Now, the baptism is not what saved them. The baptism is a story of salvation. Mm -hmm. So when people say, oh, you got to be baptized to be saved. No. But it's a story of salvation. Now. We're going to take an opportunity right now. Yep. I don't care what song you use. Make sure I, I know what song it is. And we're going to worship for a moment. I'm being bold right now. Because I really believe that there are those who have chains. That at the sound of us worshiping apostolically and prophetically. Why apostolically and prophetically? Because... Paul was the apostle and Silas was the prophet. And God knew that this moment was necessary in order for there to be a breaking through. If it was Paul and Barnabas, it would not have happened. And they were the first two partners. But Paul and Barnabas were both apostles. So Paul and Silas had to be together because that's the apostolic and the prophetic. That is the milk and the honey. That is the bread and the wine. That is Joshua and Caleb. That is Moses and Aaron. That is Moses and Elijah. Can I go on? That's the combination that God uses for the foundation of his church. But for you to appreciate the foundation, your foundation has to be destroyed. Wow. So, you figure out what you're going to sing yet? I'm just going to follow you. No, because I'm just thinking that if we sing, uh -huh. their foundations are going to be shaken. Yeah, right. So. Right. <laughs> Let it be something I know. I 
I need you to envision the chains. Y'all know what your chains are. You don't got to tell anybody. You know what they are. And usually if you are, if you have a husband or a wife, they know what they are. Right? You know what it is. I want you to display that. Because the foundation is about to be shaken. And God's truth is about to supersede your reality. You're a good, good father. It's who you are. It's who you are. It's who you are. And I'm loved by you. It's who I am. It's who I am. It's who I am. You're a good, good father. It's who you are. It's who you are. It's who you are, and I'm loved by you. It's who I am. It's who I am. It's who I am. Cause you are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways. Please stand. Place right you now. are perfect. I don't care what addiction it is. I don't care what problem you it is. Are perfect Things are about to break right ways. now. Foundation. You are perfect. God's about to bring you into a new season in your life. Thank you, Jesus. You're, you're a good, good, good father. It's who you are. It's who you are. It's who you are, and I'm loved by you. It's who I am. It's who I am. It's who I am. You're a good, good father. It's who you are. Say it. It's who you are. It's who you are, and I'm loved by you. It's who I am. It's who I am, it's who I am, cause you are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways to us. Sing it, believe it. You are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways to us. You're a good, good father. Do you believe it? It's who you are. Do you believe that? It's who you are. Do you believe he's a good father? It's who you are. And what? And I'm loved by you. He loves you. It's who I am. Yes. It's who I am. Yes. It's who I am. You're a good, good father. It's who you are. It's who you are. It's who you are. And I'm loved by you. It's who I am. It's who I am. It's who I am. One more time. You are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways. To us, you are. You are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways. To us, you're good. Take your hand. Keep going, Ma. Take your hand and place it over your heart, your right hand. And say, Lord, use me for me. Use my hand as your hand. 
use me for me. Father, to all the hands that right now that are over their hearts, Lord, let the anointing that has been bestowed and continues to be bestowed upon your children. Father, the reenactment of that day by way of worship, apostolically and prophetically. Let the chains start falling. I hear the chains falling. I hear the chains falling. I hear the chains falling. They fall. They fall. Foundations are being shaken. Defaults are being transformed. You're doing it again, my God. You're doing it once again. We felt your presence since we walked in this place. And we believe, my God, something new because a new page was set in that prison. That prison was no longer functional as a prison once the earthquake took place. It was no longer a place to hold people down. It was not going to be used again. And right now, there's a breakage taking place. Chains are falling. Vices are being removed. I hear it. I hear the chains. I hear the chains falling. Past pains are being broken right now. Anxiety is being removed. Depression is being dealt with. It's being broken right now. Oh, Jesus. 